Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yel Teagle. That's Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hello. Um, it is September 3rd, which is 9-3, and we're doing season 9, episode 3. Shut up. And we didn't even plan that. Wasn't planned. Yeah. I realized it when I um, made the stream. That's and I went, oh, shit. What are the chances? That's amazing. Um, you know, we don't usually do this well, so <laughs> very bad chances. Um, what a fun surprise. This is, again, season nine, episode three, Impulsive. For those who don't know, it's the Melissa Joan Hart episode. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, welcome. Uh, before we jump into this episode, <clears throat> some things to share. Uh Wait till the end of this episode and we'll tell you our schedule for the next uh, bunch of episodes. But um, if you find yourself in a situation where you need help and you need to reach out to Rain, their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does that spell? It spells hope. It does spell hope. Uh, 4673. Yeah, hope with the hands. I love it. Jazz hands. Um, if this is your first time enjoying S Review, please consider this your content warning. Uh, sometimes the show deals with serious issues. This episode specifically does tackle quite a few serious issues. I guarantee I will say something offensive um, or uh, off color or um, out, of pocket. out of pocket, as kids say. Yeah. Um, thank you, Taylor the Kid. <laughs> I can't wait for you to no longer be a kid and feel what that's like. When is that going to be for me? I because don't... I'm fully a full-grown woman, just so everyone's clear. I'm 27 years of age. I'm not an actual child. I haven't been for nine years now, the much better part of a decade. So I feel like as we both get older, like I'm just never going to reach that point with you. You know what, though? In my head, you're 24. And <laughs> will always be. I think you always will be. Um, okay, so um, we have some people live in the chat. Alexa's here. Daryl's here. Welcome back, Daryl. It's been a while. Um, here's the quick cap for Impulsive. Uh, Benson and Stabler arrest a high school teacher for having sex with one of her students, but the teacher alleges the student raped her. Um, yep. Before we jump in, one of my biggest notes, and it's in bold, Benson's makeup in this episode is fucking phenomenal. Her hair, too. I really liked her hair. She looks so good this whole yeah. episode. I was so distracted. I don't think I, I heard a word she said. She just looked so beautiful. Fair enough. Um, I can delete that note. Just had to make sure. That's <laughs> the whole notes, actually. Nothing else to go off of. Nope. Um, Taylor, what did you think of this episode? I really like this episode. I think it's a really interesting premise. Um, like very much a twist on he said, she said, and then it gets even more complicated with the defense. And I didn't realize that this was the Casey episode, like one of her best, I would say. Um, and you know the quote I'm going to say when we get to the quote that I just am obsessed with. But Casey's my girl. Like, listen, I like all the others. Alex, wonderful. Barbara, wonderful. But Casey's my girl. And so when she gets to pop off and show some attitude like this, I really like it. And it, it was coming from a really interesting, good place, too. So 
great episode. Like really a mixture of wacky fun lines and legitimately thought provoking content. Yeah, this episode I feel like starts with a he said, she said, then turns into like a weird like abortion discussion, then turns into a sex addiction discussion, and then turns into this like treatment facility storyline. Yeah, lots of twists, but they all make sense. Like it all flows well, I would say. It does. It's I remember. I remember it was a he said, she said. Um, I remember that he had a sex addiction. I remembered that the that there is a facility where <laughs> teenage boys with sex problems get assaulted, um, and I remembered that she had there was a, an abortion thing with her. Like I remembered all the pieces, and yet still didn't remember that they were all this one episode. Yeah, I don't know why, but I always get, and I actually I do know why. It's because like Hillary Duff, Marissa Joan Hart, like sort of exist in a similar realm to me because sure. of like the nineties child star so i always like think that this one is about measles and vaccines and shit but they're different <laughs> that's a very tough one yes um, so i need to watch that one and be like okay these are separate <laughs> but i always blend them together in my head for some reason um i think it's fair that you blend them uh i will just point out because i know that to you they're the same generation <laughs> i know <laughs> i know one i know hillary duff is slightly later but like you have to know that i'm watching stuff on Yes. And then ABC Family, which is what Freeform is called. So my childhood encompassed both, though obviously Sabrina the Teenage Witch came before. I know that. Yes. I'm just I'm just saying I love that you right. loop them together when there is like such a glaring age there difference. There definitely is, but like my ch- they were such a big part of both in my childhood, one with this, you know. Sure. So yes. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was like the biggest it was such an impactful show on my yeah. childhood. And then I had outgrown, mm. almost outgrown by the time Hillary Duff came in. So like, <laughs> um, yeah. and Alexa in the chat, love it. Doing the right, the right move, Alexa. Mm-hmm. Clarissa explains it all, yeah. ages me. That, yes. was, that was before my time. I was like tail end of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I was definitely tail end of Clarissa. I also don't think I had that channel. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going back to the chat. Uh, Alexa says, Alexa's hair is always throwing me off this episode. It looked so good. She looked great this episode. Um, Daryl says, the old episodes had so many more twists than we get now. You know, I think that's true. I think that's totally true. Um, And Alexa says, Elliot being the empathetic cop was good too. It's funny that you point that out because there's a moment near the end, which reminds us what a bad cop he is when he smacks the guy with the wood. Yeah, I actually don't agree with that because he was empathetic to the most like stupid person, in my opinion. The husband. Yes. What did he go through? Quickly. I'm waiting. Like his wife. His wife. Relax. You make such an excellent point that Stabler would empathize with the straight white man who looked abusive. Yes. Um, that's where Stabler's empathy would come in. Yes. And also, again, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to the end, but whatever. We're all over. Husband track. When he's like, oh, so this kid gets a million dollars and my wife gets nothing. And I'm like, there's so much more nuance to that. Also, you wouldn't get shit anyway. Be for your wife. So I don't know 
why are you doing that? You look like a gold digger right now. And I was like, I get it. I understand why he, what the actual fuck? <laughs> you are in, like, I don't understand why this guy, I mean, I do understand because he reminds you of yourself, but you have zero empathy for people who've actually been through things. And because this guy's wife doesn't get a million dollars, I feel so bad for him. Shut up. I hate it so much. If anything, Mr. Firefighter, shouldn't you now sue Shane? Like, you guys should now sue. Yeah. Like, once he gets the million dollars, now sue him and take it. Exactly. Exactly. Idiot. It was just so controlling. Like, I was really shocked that nothing came out about him being um when he discovers that she has the abortion and he hits her with the file yeah and and then punches elliot i went so no one's concerned now that he seems to have the amount of aggression that he could actually beat her yes exactly i've baffled how they handled that situation but um uh yeah let's surprised (laughs) let me give some shout outs speaking of of these characters uh this episode was written by jonathan green directed by david platt um here are some shout outs for those who don't know and missed it melissa joan hart was uh mrs sarah trent um shane mills was played by kyle uh galner um he has gone on to do a lot of things he was in scream um he looks so different for those who don't know this about me when people change their hair (laughs) Specifically, if men get like facial hair or remove facial hair, I've struggled to identify them. And so I look, you know this. Yes, I do. You've seen this in person when I yeah, see someone, yeah. I go, we've never met. <laughs> um, so Kyle Galner, I know this face. I know this episode, that face. I've, I know that face. I saw his like, I guess, current face, which has facial hair. And I'm like, oh, I know this actor. I've seen him and stuff. Would never in a yeah. million years, put together that it was the same person. <laughs> Y'all didn't know Carisi was Carisi. In the, like, not Carisi in a different episode. Because he had, did he have a mustache or not have a mustache or his hair? No, so the Carisi's in an old, old episode where he had long hair right. and no facial hair. Yeah. Nope. No idea. It's fine. Um... It's the only reason I know Novak was from episode uh, in the early seasons is because she was still a redhead. Yeah. Was, Had uh, she been blonde in the first episode and then a redhead when she was Casey, I would have never put together that it was her. I mean, uh, I'm really telling on myself, but like women, I can recognize men just usually never. That's fair. You're never looking at them. Exactly the same. Exactly. Why would I? um that's fair uh so the husband was played by um quincy dunn baker um and then who else did i wanted to give a shout out to because i needed to (laughs) okay so the guy who runs the facility the very small man um feldron was played by um a danny rutigliano sorry for butchering that italian name he's so like the seeing it with Casey is so funny. The yeah. height difference is so funny. Yeah. Agreed. Um, anyway, those were some shout outs I wanted to give. 
Uh, let's let's start with the he said she said of it all. When it first started, Taylor, who did yeah. you believe? I don't know. I feel like I was really torn because I think they did such a good job of like I really liked the directing choice and editing choice of them like saying pretty much the same thing. Like you mm. went forth and they like jumped on each other's lines and it was like pretty much everything was adding up with like slight tweaks. Um, which I thought was really smart because I did feel it was very balanced. I was like, okay, it would make total sense that like he would do this and lie about this because obviously it's going to really look bad for her, especially because she didn't say anything. At the same time, I would understand why she didn't. Like, I just I thought it was like really well done in that there wasn't a necessarily super obvious choice in this case. I don't know if you felt the same way, but. I agree. Um, I think it's, I love that. That's why I gave the director a shout. I love the way that this was shot. Um, this episode, there was a lot of things that I liked the way they did. Yeah. This scene specifically, I also was looking at Shane's performance um, at Kyle Galner's because knowing, having seen this episode a million times, knowing that he did it, rewatching it now, seeing his performance when he's sobbing and, and going over the story in the police station, there is no there's no question in my mind that that character believes he was assaulted, which is so interesting because as an actor, my assumption would be that he would play it as I know that I did this and I'm pretending that I didn't, but the way that you look at it, he, I guess has convinced himself in this moment. And it was such a great performance. Um, And also the Melissa Joan Hart's performance was unexpected because here's what, so I was like, oh, this was near the tail end of uh, Sabrina. But no, it wasn't. This was years after Sabrina. Yeah, she's definitely, like, older. She's older. I mean, yeah, but the college years, she was older playing college, which was, ugh, yeah, worst seasons. Anyway, um, we could talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and <laughs> later we will. But um, it's just, her performance was also incredible because this is a performance you've never seen from this woman. Yeah. Um, her seeing Melissa Joan Art say sex, saying rape, mm-hmm. saying all of these things was shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. She, it was a really good dramatic performance because she was obviously very like felt hurt and violated. And then seeing that there is nuance and like showing compassion, I thought was a really, I mean, that's really interesting writing and character decision. And I think she, really embraced it and played it really well. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the abortion uh, situation. First of all, the nurse. I need to give her a shout out because that was the best part. Yeah, I literally wrote down clinic lady not letting them come in. Um, uh, I'm going with the receptionist because I don't have any other name on here. So I'm guessing that's who it is. Audrey Amy, um, I believe was the actress of that one. She is so good. But she was like, nah, you can't come in here. Yeah. So great. Um, I loved her performance. Let's uh <laughs> let's talk about this weird Catholicism situation. Yep. Where she had the abortion and then was like, nah, nah, we need the baby to bury it. Yeah. I think you, I'm assuming you have the line. 
that uh, it's between her and her God. <laughs> no. Oh no. I mean, yeah, that the, that's the the, the premise. <laughs> the line that I have written, which really, bu- not saving it for best lines because it bums me the fuck out, was last I check, Roe v. Wade hasn't been overturned yet. Bums me the fuck out. Since I, I wrote that too, not in best lines because it was not the best at all. I just wrote whelp after it. And it gave me the same feeling. I watched um, a movie last year called Call Jane. It has like Elizabeth Banks, Sigourney yes. Weaver, about um just for the people at home who might not know about like in the 60s women who were trying to like give other women safe abortions and help them with that and it was really daring to watch because at the end of that movie they're like celebrating the fact that roe v wade has like has been passed and like upheld and all this stuff and like they made it like before it was no longer a uh, thing like after it had like before it had been overturned and so it's very it's very weird to watch stuff like this because it just leaves you with this like sad feeling yes because we are currently living in a a roe v wedless time yeah fuck um r- fucking ridiculous uh yeah. for those who don't know this show is pro-abortion so Yes. If, if that's a problem, feel free to leave. Long out. Um, Alexa in the chat says, cafeteria Catholic is a real thing. What does that mean? Okay. Well, as, a, as someone who grew up Catholic, it's basically when people pick and choose what they want to believe from, like, the teachings. Like, oh, in this situation, it's like, okay, the, the, oh, we're going to allow this, but not allow that. It's like kind of being hypocritical. It's like a, um, like a, uh, uh, what is it? Like a Sunday Catholic where like you're only on days yeah, when you're at church. In around. a way, it's like, what are you, what are you choosing to believe from this teachings? Yeah, cherry cherry. Pick. exactly. Got it. Thank you, Alexa and Taylor. Yeah, of course. <laughs> For those who don't know, I was raised Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so where was I? There's a weird moment where um, Wong produces this idea that um, that Sarah Trent is might have borderline personality disorder. Yeah, what the hell was that? Because that went nowhere. Yeah, so my thought, uh, I thought about that because I remember when he said it and I went, that's not part of this episode. So <laughs> he says, and he th- it's like a throwaway line that most of the teachers that have been in the news, it, it res- turns out that they had borderline personality disorder. And I'm assuming that this episode happened to have been ripped from the headlines of, um, there were a slew, I, I'm sure it's still happening, but I remember there was a time when there were quite a few, of female teachers with male students. Um, and I'm guessing this is tied to that. We're trying to put these things in context. This episode was 2007. Um, So I'm assuming that's where that idea came from. But it literally went nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. Um, That said, it does get us to following them. Yes. Which could have... It could have been done in a different way. Like, it could have even been done in... 
the fo- like with the photos, which also almost went nowhere in that like yeah. it could have been we have you know, she emailed the photos and people and now they're like, well, maybe it was a relationship more than just a one-time thing. Let's follow them, which would have made, I think, more sense. Yeah. Right? But instead they went with this, oh, she's obsessed with him. Let's follow them. Yeah. Which got us to, I think, one of the more interesting things, which is Shane and all of the prostitutes. Yeah. Also, like, the wig on the person was just, like, the funniest thing ever. Like, that is awful it's a different hair color that is not real hair like anyone couldn't see that okay that's party city halloween store five dollar discount the day after the holiday wig okay um i like that she had the scarf rather than like a ridiculous it was just it's so bad it was cracking me up um i loved i love the the collection of prostitutes. Where are you going, Monique? Where do you think you're going? <laughs> I loved all of them there. It was so great. Um, and then Stabler being like, hear what she had to say. And she's like, yeah, I gave him the clap. <laughs> I gave him the clap. But I told him to get it checked. Yeah. It's all checked. Um, and I then her... Know. So funny. Uh, so good. Alexa in the chat points out such a good... <laughs> So you're so right, Alexa. He must have had a really big allowance for all those hookers. Truly, though. I think that was also a missing moment. Is that like his family's wealthy, right? Like I think that have to be. Yeah. I mean, if he has an allowance where he can hire this many and at a hotel. True. I mean, not a good hotel, but still. A hotel nonetheless. Um so that brings us to this concept of him being a sex addict. Two things. One, <laughs> all of the testing and whatever that Wong does, whatever, fine. Um, this kid masturbates five to six times a day. That's like a lot of time. I would How like do you to do anything else. This is going to be a weird question, and I want sure. people to feel comfortable asking or answering it anonymously, however they like. Okay. How many times, at most, does one masturbate per day? Twice. Right, at most. Twice. <laughs> Two times is most probably. Hypothetically. <laughs> right. I'm like trying to think of a day where I've had no, I've had nothing else to do. Yeah, twice. I think three is like pushing it as a tree. Like if you're really bored, <laughs> like you could do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I mean? But I think twice is like the like what I would deem not like completely like you don't have time to do anything else. And I'm th- I'm thinking like separate sessions. Of course, yeah, of course, of course. Right. You have We're to not test. counting no. what you're doing in a row. Like that's one. That's one. That's session. one. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You get up and get a snack, go for a walk, go to the bathroom, and then it starts over again. <laughs> I appreciate that you and I are on the same page on that. Yeah, Alexa in the chat says, who has the time? Like, seriously, though. Um, Daryl in the chat says, hypothetically twice, because good Lord, how would you get yeah. anything else done? Yeah. Um, five to six, though, like, 
that's a lot like how many hours are you awake a day like 14 sure 14 let's say 16 even that's like once every two and a half hours i appreciate that wong asks what he does at school and i i could imagine I guess if I were in like school, I could imagine doing it more because like, what else are you going to be? You're leaving class. You know what I mean? Like what else are you going to be doing? I would have a lot of trouble like doing that in the public. We're all into different things. Good for you if you can, but like just seems challenging to navigate. Oh, uh, um, I have like five exclamation points on five to six times a day. As you should. Yeah. Um, wild. Uh, so anyway, feel free to let us know hypothetically. That's hypothetically speaking. Ask your friends. I'd love to know what they say. Yeah, just open with that. Don't even pleasantries. I almost want to like take a weekend off. You know what I mean? And see Yeah. What's reasonable. Well, I feel like possible and reasonable are like extremely different things. Reasonable is two. Possible (laughs) could be a lot more than two. Could be five to six? I mean possible, yeah, but that's still not reasonable by any means. I guess also if you're listening and you happen to be happen to have been a teenage boy at any time in your life, I would love to know as a teenage boy how it's po- possible. That's true. That's true. I've only ever been a teenage girly. Same. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's a moment during the trial where uh, Casey asks Shane, did you force Sarah Trent to have sex with you against her will? And he says, yes. And in that moment, I was like, case closed. (laughs) Why do we keep going? Um, And yet the case continued. Um, And then we get to the Photoshop photos, which again, like were kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, But Casey points out, so you did this to cover up what you did. And that should have also, like, case closed. It was premeditated. Right. We also have the hooker who was, like, that he bragged that they practiced. Case closed. Yeah. It was premeditated. It wasn't, like, an impulsive he had to do it in that moment. True. Um, But I think, I mean, the concept of sex addiction I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, I know we previously did an episode, I think last episode, was about gambling addiction. Yeah. Um, and it was suggested that our next theme be alcoholism. Um, okay. It's not the one we're choosing, but... Um, incest, so it's unreal. I swear to God. <laughs> you know what I think is so funny is that I suggested that and you have brought it up every week. It's a funny concept, but I don't want to execute it. I love that you bring it up. Thank you. So that You're I don't welcome. have to. It lives on, just not the way that you wanted it to. You know, this is better. Okay, good. <sighs> um, anyway, I find the concept of sex addiction fascinating. Um, 
And it reminds me of the whole reason I started doing an SVU podcast way back in season 16, which was to have an opportunity to discuss concepts like this in a safe and hilarious <laughs> place where we yeah. could like talk about things like sex addiction, which I think is one of the most under uh, misunderstood types of addiction. I guess I would also say like eating addiction is a another yeah. common misunderstood addiction. Um, and maybe we should do a whole episode where we just talk about sex addiction. Yeah. Because I find it fascinating. Yeah, totally. I would love to talk to either a doctor or a sex addict. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though. It's very interesting. Yeah. And there's just, just not spoken about. It's kind of like I feel how, like, anxiety and depression are becoming like, more mainstream to talk about. But there's all these other things that are a lot more, like, taboo or aren't talked about. Where as like related to this, like alcoholism, drug addiction, obviously are a lot more sort of well known and get the attention. But yeah, there are so many other addictions that are just as like serious and important to research that aren't really being talked about at all, which is a shame because everyone should be understood and, you know, be able to have research like put towards it. I agree. I think it's like sex addiction, interestingly, also female teachers with a like male yeah. student. Those are two topics that people like joke about and, yeah. and are like, that's not a real problem. And I think that to have both of these concepts in one episode and, and not have one person be like, well, she was hot or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, was interesting because there's the episode... Um, where uh, it's the the Lindsay Lohan slash Amanda Bynes episode. Yeah. I believe her name was Tinsley Adams, um, is the <laughs> fictional character. Um, that episode has a point where she, like, has sex with a teenage boy, and it's brought up that, like, his parents are, like, good for him or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that that wasn't brought up in this I yeah. feel like it was for, like, a really brief moment, right, by, like, the defense attorney or something. One of the attorneys. I feel like they made one, like, kind of throwaway comment, but I don't remember the exact comment at this mm. now. Maybe I missed it. Yeah. It was really it was really brief, unless I'm, like, completely imagining it, which could be the case. But I feel like there was one little, like, jab. <laughs> um, um, it may have been when her defense attorney was like, it was statutory. <laughs> yeah something like that yeah it's like around that conversation yeah. um the let's talk about the treatment facility which yeah. reminds me of there was like another one. Oh, it's the one where the judge is sending the girl to a place because she gets kickbacks to fill in the beds Yes. That's what it reminds me of. Much later. Yeah. It reminded me of um, one of my favorites, Educated Guest with Natasha Leon a little bit, too. Oh, yes. So good. Totally. Uh, we did talk about that episode. Great episode. We had we covered that episode fully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my absolute favorites. It's a great episode. Um, I honestly feel like this treatment center 
could have been its own episode. 100%. Yeah. Um, especially with the way that, like, these, you know, inmates, I'm calling them, um, were, like, handled and treated and the fact that, like, they reported it and nobody did anything. Yeah. Um, it could have been its own whole episode. And I think that that's a choice to be like, here's this five-minute section. Yeah. Agreed. Um, especially because we have the super creepy Earl who is pretending to be Pete Lincoln. Um, And then Earl plays the I'm wired bad. Couldn't help myself just like the kid. I was like, yeah. "Yeah." Yes. Fucking yes. That's the last line in this episode too. That leaves such a like, it's a fuck. Cause like, how do you, like, this is real. Like, how do you stop that stuff from, like, being, um, like, twisted in that way? Um, I I agree, especially because you have Wong literally listing, like, here are three different things I noticed medically that you could then do for this Earl fucker and be like, oh, he also, look, it's the same. You know what I mean? Um. Interesting that that is the last line because I think the first line is in my best lines, which I find so funny. So let's go to best lines so I can give it to us. Okay, great. Um, the first line of this episode is, it's not a cult, it's gonorrhea. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's so funny. Um. And then the other line that I have is, you, sir, are violating the limit of my patience. Yep, I have that one, too. All right, Taylor, hit us with the rest of them. Yeah. Um, It's not a girl, okay? It's a woman. (laughs) I just thought, I don't know why it was cracking up so much. Um, Are you crazy? She has a urinary tract infection. (laughs) Get your ears checked. Just always a classic gig. Um, delay that last transmission Elvis has left the building yeah I love that Olivia has decided to I've maybe I have heard this term Shane's with the pros like pros okay yes okay (laughs) first of all we don't call them prostitutes anymore we call them sex workers so a couple of things a couple of things the I it this has haunted me (laughs) since 2007 because i don't think it's ever been said again that's what i'm saying i was like i'm not crazy like this is not a word that people use no because pro has been used pro has been used many a times short for professional short for prostitute pro fine um hooker fine yeah I mean, not fine, but like, yes, we've, we've heard it. <laughs> Pros? Pros? I want to go to toot? <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. I was like, am I nuts or does, like, does no one say that? No one No one says right it now. and no one has ever said it again. Okay, I, good. I almost, I almost feel like <laughs> the script said pro and that's what came out. Yeah, and they were like, it's fine. <laughs> Just keep it. Move on, move on. On. we're not gonna make our day yeah um you already said this but i need to say it again i gave the kid the clap but i told him to get himself checked yeah fair enough um i've been sure most of them haven't slept with several dozen hookers probably right 
treatment center, try waste treatment center. This place is a cesspool. Great line. Another word I don't think I've ever heard. They're off boffing the staff, men and women. What the hell is boffing? <laughs> like, I think it's a TV appropriate word for fucking. Sure. Why boffing though? You know, um, my absolute favorite line, one of the best Casey lines in the world. I didn't write down the setup, but Olivia's like, if I like, you're not even gonna let me throw you a life jacket if you keep whatever. Oh. And she says, I'm a big girl, I know how to swim, which I yeah. love. Like, that's just one of the most badass lines. And like, stupid, like, it's stupid, but I'm a big girl, I know how to swim is great line. Door, yes. Um, thank you, Daryl, coming in from the UK. It seems boffing. Hey, the guy was not British, though, was he? No, but okay. Boffing. Okay. Um, um sure. Thank and you. Finally, I Thanks forget. For yes, sorry. I keep tripping over you. Um, one sorry ass white boy. <laughs> I also liked. Um, <laughs> Alexa in the chat has one. The judge's line this is not a Chinese restaurant. You can't choose from Kalbi and you don't like Kalbi. Cafeteria Catholic, this is not a Chinese restaurant, same vibes. So good. Um, thanks everybody. Good, good. <laughs> Look at this teamwork on the, yeah. the best lines today. Um, so fun, fun facts. I have fun facts for everybody because it happened to time perfectly well. At the end of August, there was an article that came out about Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and it seemed perfectly timed for us to do this episode. <clears throat> It seems that Melissa Joan Hart almost got fired from Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, back when her Maxim cover came out because the headline um, for the Maxim cover was, um, oh, hold on. I got to find that. Um, well, I don't remember what it was. The line was so good. Anyway, I'll find it in a second. The... She got fired because in her contract with Disney, she was not allowed to play Sabrina the, Teen Sabrina the Teenage Witch naked. That was like a weird line in her contract that she could never play the character naked. Um, and so she <laughs> was on the cover of Maxim and the headline, the like headline that it said was, was... Sabrina, your favorite witch without a stitch. So because, and she was in her underwear and the whole thing, she's not naked in the magazine at all. But because she did this photo shoot and they labeled it as her in character, right? It was Sabrina, your favorite witch without a stitch. That is such a stretch. She almost got fired because That's the magazine's funny. headline. That's unhinged. That's such a stretch. Come on. I mean, she obviously didn't get fired, so they realized. Yeah, I just think issue. that's wild. But how hilarious that this, because she yeah. had no say in that, right? Like she agreed to do the photo shoot for anyone who doesn't know how these things work. She doesn't have a say in the headline. Yeah. Wow. Usually the writer doesn't even have a say in the headlines. So the editor's choice. Yeah. Um, wow. So that was a fun fact that I thought I would share with everyone for this episode because it just came out August 23rd this year. Yep. This news. Um, 
<clears throat> so we don't have any reviews on iTunes. No new reviews. For those who don't know, we love getting reviews on iTunes. If you like us, you can give us five stars. If you don't like us, you give us four stars. Other stars are broken. Uh, if you like us, let us know what we're doing well. We love reading those on the air. And if you don't like us, if you give us four stars, please let us know how we can improve. Let us, please let us know what we could do better. And maybe, maybe we will. Let's try. <laughs> Meh. Maybe. Um, but it's time for shower thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is our new segment for our friends who listen to us in the shower. Hi. Hi, friends yes. in the shower. Um, I feel like I get shy when we talk to people in the shower. You feel shyer. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what? I get more confident. <laughs> you do. You do get more confident. Um, joining you in the shower. I was going to save the Sabrina news for the shower, um, but I didn't. So... Listen, hmm. you're under the water. Don't get scared, though, because you're a big girl and you know how to swim. Nice. Okay? Nicely you done. You are not going to drown in the shower or bath, depending on which. Ooh. Yeah, depending on. Maybe we like have a little special where we talk about baths every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not really a bath girly, personally. Mm -mm. I just, it doesn't relax me. Although I don't have a really nice tub. So maybe if I had a really nice tub, I would like it more. But I can't, I feel like I can't really get my hair washed in the bath. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a shower girly to my core, I will say. I, I don't like a bath. I uh, have a weird issue with the concept of sitting in the bath. Sure. I don't like my naked body sitting on the bath. The water temperature is very finicky in a bath, too, because, like, mm. you get it to, like, the perfect temperature. You get in, it's probably scalding you a little. And then it gets cold so fast, and you have to keep running the hot to make right. it a lot of upkeep. It's just I, work. I prefer a hot tub, which I yep. know you do, too. I love a hot tub. Um, I'll tell you this. Last week, I read, I read nine books, and... Every single one, because this author is very formulaic, every single one included at least one bath scene. <laughs> well, she knows what she can do well. She can't. Um, well, rip. she knows what she liked and she did it in all nine, nine books. Anyway, not the point. Where were we? Shower thoughts. Oh, while you're in the shower, I guess this is the right time to ask. Back to our previous question. How many times? <laughs> How many times in the shower? I hypothetically don't do it in the shower. Oh, shit. Tari, get the fuck out of the chat. <laughs> no. Learning a lot about it, Tari. Answer the question, Tari. Nope, do not answer the question. <laughs> All right, where were we? That was shower thoughts. Thanks, everybody. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Um, oh, it's time for the segment that we always forget about. What did we learn? I learned so much about sex addiction. Oh, okay. Like, just in general. Hmm. And, like, the fact that you can use certain things as religious debates and, like, that goes against her First Amendment right, all of this stuff. 
I don't know. The law is so interesting. My sister's going to law school, so I'm sure she would find that interesting too. But it's just wild, like how you can use the law and twist it, which is kind of the whole point of the law. And that's not just in this episode, but it is fascinating how you can interpret it and use it in different ways, I feel. Um, all right. I like that one. I learned that um, the kid who played Shane, Kyle Gallner, was in Scream, uh, the 2022 version. Yep. Um, so not the most recent one. The one before that. Yes. So the fifth one, Scream 5. Um, yes. I did not realize that that was that same kid. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, so that is what I learned was that that guy, when he has different facial hair, is a different person. Indeed. Um, all right. So it is time to announce what the schedule is for uh, our episodes going forward. <clears throat> I have no pretty graphic this week, um, but this information will become available uh, and will be in the description, I guess, of the next episode. So next week on September 10th, we'll be doing Doubt. Um, that Great. is season. Oh, I know this. I know this. Uh, doubt. Hold on, I got you. Season six, episode eight. Um, that is a very fun episode, and it will be, I'm calling it the final episode of our back to school uh, marathon. Um, then we will be returning September 24th uh, to do silence. Do I remember what that episode is? I do not. It's like, I sure don't, but okay. But here is why we're starting with silence, because we asked everyone to submit a theme ideas with episodes. And Alexa, who is here in our chat, Alexa suggested we do Sister Peg episodes. Oh, nice. So we're starting with silence, which is the first time we meet Sister Peg um, on September 24th. Then we are going to do um, on October 1st, Chameleon, which is... An episode that I know Taylor uh, loves, whether she remembers the episode or not. I know she loves it. I just have Karma Chameleon stuck in my head now, I have to say. Perfect. Um, and then on October 8th, we're going to do Pure, um, which is another uh, Sister Peg episode, but is also the Martin Short episode. Um, so very excited about that. Amazing. So that is our schedule uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, as Tari says, it is Sister September, um, which is Love that. his his original idea was to call it Pegtember, which to I me sounded to... that's our new merch is Pegtember. <laughs> that sounds like we're doing only pegging episodes. Well, if pegged. if we can't do in says September, we're not doing. Pegs. Um, yes, we are. I love Pegtober. Doesn't matter. We're actually only doing one in September, and then it's going to be October, but not the point. Whatever. Whatever. Um, oh, Alexis' silence is the Eric Stoltz episode. Thank you. Um, amazing. That's where we're going to start. But first, next week, we're doing... <laughs> he says, see Pegtober. <laughs> and then it's Pegtober? Okay. Whatever. We're starting with Doubt next week. Um, September 10th. This today has gone 
off the rails as it is known to do here. One time we've been on the rails, please. I literally cannot. Crickets, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, Taylor. Yes. Until next week when we talk about doubt. Where are you on the internet? Are you still on Twitter? I sure am, and I will never get off. I'm on Twitter slash X at alpha underscore Ann, and I'm on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Amazing. Um, I am on Instagram only. Um, somebody, I just discovered that somebody DM'd me on like a Facebook page that I have, I think a year or two ago. So <laughs> my bad. Do not do that. I'm only on Instagram these days. Uh, at Yell Teagle, that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Uh, you can find the official Almost Paradise after show, Paradise Found, on Electric Now. Uh, new episodes still dropping, but if you want to watch um, After the Arc or the official Leverage Redemption after show with me and Felicia, those are also on Electric Now. Um, again, we will continue to do old episodes as we support the writers and actors strike. Um because the studios should pay them what they're fucking worth. Until next week when we do doubt, we'll see you next time. Bye.